thought I'd like to ask Jake Berger from the BBC to come and talk to us about the digital public space data model and what's been, what we've been working on. Which um, hopefully will be a little bit more exciting than it sounds. Um, the digital public space data model is so exciting. You and I love metadata. We do, yeah. These people just don't understand the sheer glory of triples yes, and, and linked open data. And I promise I won't mention the word metadata or triples in this entire talk. It's, um, it's quite interesting. I, I know I'm the, the fourth man in a dark suit to stand up in front of you today, but you can tell we're from the creative sector because none of us actually wear any ties. Right. <coughs> Right. That's me. That's what I do. That's who I work for. I'd like you to imagine that every museum, archive, gallery, library, theatre and studio in the country could all be found next to each other. And that they each had every single item in their collections on display. And imagine if the smallest organisations archives and objects had exactly the same level of visibility and accessibility as the big nationals. And imagine that all of this material and information were linked together. Now, hold that thought for a moment. This is a picture of the internet. Now, the web, it finds us stuff, it shows us loads of stuff, and it links to loads of other stuff. So it's great at linking things together, but it's not yet great at making real, meaningful connections between all of the things. That's left up to the humans to do. It's not very good at saying that this thing is like this other thing, or this thing is different to this other thing. These are not the same things. Paris Hilton is not the same as the Paris Hilton. But if you try and find that picture by typing in Paris Hilton or Hilton in Paris, you have to work your way, as I found a couple of days ago, through about 100,000 of these before you get that. Most people are probably looking for the one on the left, but I was looking for the one on the right. We need to do something about this. It shouldn't just be what's popular that is always first. But all of this is possible. This is, this is about as technical as I will get today. This is the vision of linked data and the semantic web. It's a bit hard to see here, but that says door. Now, if we can tell the web what each thing is and what each thing isn't, rule number one, never let Rene Magritte do your tagging. <laughs> and if we can tell it what set, if you remember back your Venn diagrams at school, or group of things it's part of, and how all these sets relate to each other, then we can ask new kinds of questions and we can get new kinds of answers, such as. Or. Probably get zero results for that, but it'd be worth a try. Yeah. Or more simply.
So you should get the idea. So how can we tell the web what these things are? Well, let's, let's call them entities. Now I think, and I'm very happy to be proved wrong, that we can understand every entity in the world as being either a person, a place, a collection, an event, or a thing. Now, things are the kind of get-out-of-jail-free card because it captures everything that doesn't fit into all of the previous ones. These entities are often associated with a time, a moment or period in the past, the present or the future. And assertions are made about these things by people and by machines. These asserters, we all assign various levels of authority and perspective, so a curator, an expert, a witness, a creator. I'm sure some of you will be used to making assertions, and I'm sure some people will actually believe them. But all entities have some sort of physical representation in the real world, whether that's a statue, a recording, a video, some ones and zeros on a memory stick or a server or a flashcard. And some of these entities are going to have emotional states associated with them. These can be very different depending on which character you play in the story. Each physical representation is held somewhere. That's the Amazon warehouse, by the way, under where all your stuff comes from. Or is displayed somewhere. And all of these entities will sit somewhere on a spectrum of, of, of availability and affordability, somewhere between free and open, or closed and expensive. So, how can we make this vision of connected availability happen? Starting with the material that we have in our own archives and our collections and the data, if we can classify or tag all of it, if we can digitise it, do this in a semantic web-friendly manner following some very basic simple rules and approaches, there's nothing more complex than the grammar you would learn in your first few years of secondary school. Make them available and open. Then people can find our stuff. They can make their own assertions about it. They can relate it to other things. They can tell us things that we don't know about our own material, which then adds to the findability, the interestingness, and the usefulness of it. It's a, it's a positive feedback loop. It's a positive cycle. So you're probably thinking this, and quite rightly so. So what are we doing? Well. We, the BBC, in conjunction with partners, many of whom are represented in this audience, are trying to create a framework that makes all of this thing feasible for any organisation, small or large. We've drafted an overarching data model in conjunction with a number of organisations. This lot at the moment, but we have many more who are interested. The data model simply brings together a whole load of different catalogues 
classifies and identifies them in a consistent way, picks out themes within them and types and sets and relationships, maps out those connections. Now this next slide, if you are of a nervous disposition, I'd ask you to look away now, but I will only keep it up there for a couple of seconds. This is the data model, which you can't see there. Thank you, light. Um, Bill's actually got it tattooed on his inner thigh, if you're interested, and I'm selling posters at the end at very reasonable prices, so come and see me. So, turning this vision into something that's usable and interesting, well, we've created a prototype system that aggregates all of these data sets and translates them into the categories of people, place, collections, events and things, and starts to make connections between them will eventually enable all of the other things that I've talked about, but at the moment it's, it's relatively basic. So I'd like to show you this system, but I'm afraid I can't, because my uh, developer broke it last week whilst ingesting 10 million records of the National Archives. I'll have something that I can show you soon. I can show you a slightly shaky version of it in the, in the break, or come and talk to us afterwards. But actually the... The visible bit isn't the important bit of this. The important bit is, the, is bringing all of these data sets together, being able to translate them. The really clever bit are actually a few algorithms that create and associate all of these different things in a way that a human being could do if they had kind of 10 million years at their disposal. What I was going to show you is a couple of example interfaces that we've built over the last few months that demonstrate the kind of thing you can do on this platform. They would have looked like this. So here's, here's a view of and a starting page around the, the, the Royal Opera House. Shows a few things you can explore. I don't know why South End Pier's up there, but there you go. Um, this is a person page for Winston Churchill. You see it's, it's just pulling in information from other sources. A place. A thing, an event. And if you can see at the top, so the summary, it's beginning to group these things together. So the event is part of tourism, ceremonies, trade, events, world festival hall. None of this has been hand created or curated. All of this is linked structured data and algorithms that are saying this thing here is probably like that thing, and if that thing's related to those things, and this thing's probably related to those other ones. I'll draw you a diagram. We also wanted to have a bit more of a kind of video-friendly version of it. So here's an interface which finds a whole load of videos related to Enid Blyton. When we've got it hooked up with the British Library's collection, it will show you the books. You can, you know, the list goes on. This is a timeline view, which lets you jump from millennia to century to decade to year to month to day and pulling bits of information from everyone's collections that relate to those particular, that particular moment in time. Here's the results from the first database for, for Swan Lake, breaking them down into things, events, collections, places. This has only got about one, probably half of one percent of the amount of material in that it will eventually have. So, if we can get some interesting connections across different people's collections with the 1%, imagine what happens when we, when we multiply that by a factor of 100. 
And then this just lets you kind of create your own view on it or see what other people are interested in. They're kind of my, my favourite things page. But this can only work if it's much, much bigger and broader than the BBC. All we're really trying to do is create standards, frameworks and tools for other people to use. We can do this because we are funded by you and you know, 60 million other people. We should do this because we have engineers, we have taxonomists, we have archivists, we have producers. And uh, they're all generally pretty busy and there'll be a few less of them today after today's announcements. But um, we feel it's a fundamental thing that the BBC should be doing in the same way that it made sure that your radio would work from the uh, peak of the highest Scottish mountain to the lowest valley, maybe. Um, it must work for everyone, for the smallest organisation or individual, due, you know, down up, up to the big, biggest behemoth. So we want people to contribute data and media to make it available. We can help you understand easy ways to do that. We need people to play with what we're creating, try and break it, tell us how to make it better, tell us, oh, if only if it did this thing, suddenly that would, that would, fit, my, that would fit my world. And we want people to think about how they could use what we're creating to supplement the stuff that you're already creating. Everything that we would pull together here, we would like to be usable by you know, small websites, by exhibitions, by your school kids' projects through to you know, massive, massive national projects. If you're still interested, then come and talk to us. Now, I didn't realise Tony was going to be here, otherwise I wouldn't have used that picture. But uh, sorry, Tony, it was the second one that came up on Google. Um, if you're really important, then you can talk to Roly. Thank you for listening.